Hi everybody, welcome back to the Babbling Bearded Biker podcast. Thanks again for tuning in, and here comes this episode. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Babbling Bearded Biker podcast. First of all, I just want to say thank you to everybody for a, coming back and beautiful comments and messages I've received after my uh, first first episode last week. So thank you all for coming back again. I really appreciate it, and it kind of cements that I'm you know I'm doing the right thing. So. What I'm going to talk about now is something called generalised anxiety disorder. Um, I mentioned it briefly last week, and it's what I've been diagnosed with. Um, I was diagnosed with it a few years ago uh, when I first had my mini breakdown, if you want to call it that. So I'm going to call it GAD, um, just because generalised anxiety disorder is a little bit of a mouthful. So, like I said, I was diagnosed with GAD about seven, eight years ago now, um, I had a traumatic incident at work, which I covered last week, and I had these feelings, didn't know what they were, ended up going GP, the rest is history. So we all have anxiety of some description in our lives, it goes back to the cavemen, um, where they would hear the sounds of a mammoth, or a saber-toothed tiger. And the body's response would be to get what we now know is, is anxious. So your bowels would loosen, your heart rate would increase, your adrenaline would start pumping, um, your blood, blood pressure would rise, and that would get you ready for something called the flight or fight response, where you either have to make a choice to run or to fight. Now... We don't have to deal with them anymore. We don't have to deal with uh, sabertooth tigers or mammoths anymore, um, thankfully. But we still have these hardwired instincts, you could call them, to protect ourselves, protect our families, and protect our, our property. But when you have GAD, that is known as an excessive worrying on most most articles is characterised by excessive bullying and something called the chaining effect. Now, it's something which I've experienced quite a bit. Um, it's this free-floating anxiety, which you don't have a trigger for this. You just are constantly, constantly anxious. And it's exhausting. I mean, it's absolutely exhausting. You could just be walking down the street, and all of a sudden, boom, you, you're anxious. You don't know why, you don't know where it's come from, you're feeling fine one minute, and then it hits you like a truck. There's no explanation for why you're feeling anxious. You haven't just gone to a fight, you haven't nearly been hit by a car, it just appears. And there's no knowing when it's going to happen at all. Some people can see it come in and take steps that they've learned themselves to do it, like the grounding method, which we'll come on to later. Um, and with this chaining effect, what happens is, say, for example, you had had to put a report into your boss. You, you, And basically what happens is you, you think, right, well, I've got to do this report. What if it's not good enough? What if it's really bad? What if they find out that I'm really not good at my job? Oh, no, I'm going to get sacked. But how am I going to feed, the, feed my family? How am I going to 
before the rent. Oh no, we're all going to be homeless. And it, it, it snowballs, effectively. It snowballs from there. And it just goes on and on and on and on until you've literally gone from zero to 60. And you've gone from writing a report to your boss to being on the streets with your family. Now we know that these worries are completely ridiculous. There's no way that you can go from giving a bad report to your boss to being homeless in a short space of time. It could happen. We're all only two bad pay slips away. But with generalised anxiety disorder, it's a constant battle. And I know some people don't have an inner monologue, but I do. I feel myself feel myself literally giving myself a slap and saying, right, stop, you're being ridiculous. And I, I know it's ridiculous. I know the feelings I'm feeling are part of my disorder, but they're still there. And this, this cycle of worry, where you get worried about being worried about being worried about being worried, and that sets everything off. And like I said, we all have anxiety to some degree, but with GAD, there's no reason. It's just there. I mean, people are anxious about getting on a plane, anxious about going to a restaurant, anxious about a job interview. That's normal anxiety. But, pardon the word, this is anxiety on steroids. It, it is debilitating. And it is something which has affected a lot of people's lives, including my own. Um, I'm currently off sick from work due to it, due to long-term stress. Now... The symptoms of GAD can be a wide, huge range. So my, my personal symptoms, which luckily are starting to get under control now with the help of medication, which again I'll come on to later, um, I was getting palpitations, I was getting eptopic heartbeats, which is where your heart feels like it misses a beat. It doesn't, but it feels like it. I was getting this horrid feeling in the pit of my stomach that everything was going to go really badly. And I'd, I'd be doing nothing that could go bad. I mean, I'd be sitting watching the telly and I'd just get this feeling and think, oh, crap, something's going to happen. Now, other symptoms, you get aches and pains everywhere, which aren't, aren't managed by painkillers. Um, they, they just appear. I mean, headaches as well. I get awful headaches. Um, I think I've got shares in the company that makes anodine because um, that's the best thing to use for them. And every time I get these headaches, I think, all right, what's this? Oh, God, I've got a brain tumour. I've got a, got a bleed. I've got this. I've got that. I mean, with my work as well, I've seen young people younger than me come in with with bleeds, and that obviously doesn't help and it plays on your mind. And chest pain as well, um, all sporadic different areas, I know myself, with my clinical knowledge of 12 years, that it's not a heart attack. It's just literally anxiety. I'm well aware of that. But there's always that little part in you which... But what if it isn't? What, what if your kids are going to find you dead in the morning because you've had a massive heart attack? And I, I get shortness of breath. I get something called air hunger, which I think I mentioned last week, which is where you feel that you cannot breathe. And all the oxygen you're taking in by breathing normally, it's not it's not working. You you know, I have got an oxygen 
SATS probe for another job that I, well not another job but another place where I volunteer and I have to fight the urge to get that out but then I've got the rational part of my brain thinking don't be bloody ridiculous you know what it is you're fine just do a couple of breathing exercises and you'll be absolutely fine um, sometimes especially at work I think people have noticed that I just stop and just breathe for five ten seconds and I've had people go you're right mate you know I don't and I'm like yeah yeah I'm fine I'm fine just give me a minute and then I'm fine carry on with what I'm doing and it is debilitating it's embarrassing it's embarrassing to be having this battle where you you're literally fighting against yourself you're fighting against this little voice in your head saying no actually I think that painful leg is from a blood clot or I think this I think that or oh that person looks like you a bit stranger they're going to come punch you Oh, that boss doesn't like you. So I think, think you're for the chop, mate. I think you're gonna, you're gonna get a sack, get the sack, or things like you didn't fill in that bit of paperwork properly. So you're gonna get hauled in the office. It, it could be absolutely anything. Um, even talking about it, I'm feeling anxious, and I know damn straight there's nothing to be anxious about. But the feeling is still there, and you still feel it, and. This, this pit of the stomach that I keep talking about, is you just feel this, this dread. And the more you worry, the worse it gets. And it worse it gets, worse it gets, worse it gets. Until eventually you're an anxious mess on the floor. And unfortunately, I left it over over COVID. I, I just left it, left it. I wasn't on any medication. I'd take myself off because I thought I was okay to. Um over COVID with the stresses that we all all went under, especially my nursing colleagues, we all went under a ton of stress and we've all been really battling and we still are battling with the the, the, um, the after effects of it. And I left it, I left it, I left it and unfortunately it led to me um, having to take time off work at the beginning of the year. It's not something I wanted to do but I needed to do it. Because if not, I would have just let it carry on, let it carry on, let it carry on. And I would have ended up a gibbering mess. Um, and I wouldn't have been any any help to anyone. Never mind myself, my wife and my kids. I wouldn't have been any use to them. I wouldn't have been any use to my colleagues, to my friends or anybody like that. I'm lucky in the fact that I've got a good GP. Um, he has been really good to me. He's got me on med- back on medication. I'm starting to feel like I'm, I'm okay um, to, you know, go back to the way I was before before when I was on the medication. And I have had to try a few meds. A few didn't agree with me. There's some horrible side effects of one of them, which I'm not really going to go into because I don't really want to. But it's not a be-all and end-all. Um, I've got a really good therapist who I really need to go see soon. Um, and... Uh, you know, it's it's just about realising and understanding that, yes, there is an issue, but it's not going to be for the rest of your life. I know a lot of my colleagues are going through the same thing, but they won't get it sorted. And that is frustrating because I've been in that position. I've been, so I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I wasn't. No, I really, really wasn't. Um, it got to a point where my wife said to me, you need to sort your shit out. And sudden quickly because you're going to be a gibbering mess if you carry on. 
and I'd, I'd get to work and sit in the changing room and just not want to not want to leave. I just want to stay there and you know sneak out and no one notices. Now, I mean, God is caused by a wide range of things. Um, genetics is one which I didn't know. Um, if you've had it in your family, then the likelihood is you're probably gonna you're, you're more susceptible to getting it. Um, brain chemistry as well. That's why SSRIs and SS sorry SNRIs, which is a medication I'm currently on. Now, sorry, I've lost completely lost track of where I was. Um, brain chemistry. So, with the change of brain chemistry taking certain antidepressants will help alter that brain chemistry. I believe SSRIs are a big one. Um, they increase the intake of serotonin, which makes you feel happier, which I must admit the medication I'm on currently is absolutely fantastic because it's allowing me to almost live a normal life at the minute. I'm not back at work, but that's something which I'm sorting out. Um, but, but it's allowing me to feel whatever normal is supposed to feel like. Um, I've, I've felt like this for nearly eight years now. Eight years I've had this had this anxiety disorder. And I remember the first day that I actually realised I had an issue, I had a problem. So I was working, um, same place I'm working now, just different department. Not going to name it, obviously. Um and we had a really busy shift. It's halfway through the shift. There's patients everywhere, queues out the door, etc., etc. And I just felt awful. I was massively sweating. I was hyperventilating. I was, I was full intense person. I was having a panic attack. My heart was absolutely beating out of my chest. I did a pulse, manual pulse on myself and it was about 165 or something. I said to one of the nurses, can you do an ECG on me, please? Do a heart trace. So we did it and it was absolutely fine. By that time, I'd calmed down a little bit and the nurse in charge of the air, we just said, look, just go, go off 10 minutes, go get some fresh air and just go relax. So I went out. I was all right. Got some fresh air, went back in. And she said, right, Danny, you, you had a panic attack. She said, I know it's busy. It's really busy. Go, you know, do you want to go home or do you want to stay here? I said, right, I'll stay here. I'll see the GP tomorrow, when you could see a GP. And I, I did, and that's when I was diagnosed with it. Um, but, I mean, that was terrifying. That was absolutely terrifying. I wasn't on any medication. I didn't know what it was. I just had these feelings of absolute terror. And it was awful. Absolutely awful. And... I know what caused it, and what caused my generalised anxiety disorder is trauma. Um, and, I mean, there's probably an element of PTSD in there, never been tested for it, I don't particularly want to be tested for it. Um, and as, you know, what what I uh, covered last week, um, that was the trauma that has caused my generalised anxiety disorder, oh my God. And that is something which I've had to live with, and I've had to live with all my life, well, from from when the event happened. Um, also, one of the one of the other causes is long-term stress. So you pair that with all of the above, including the trauma, you're going to have a bit of a problem. So I think with a lot of my colleagues, with the long-term stress that we've had over the past two and a half, three years, 
there's going to be a lot of people who will identify with this and that's something that I'm I want people to do I want people to identify with this I want people to hear me babbling on and think you know what actually all of that sounds really familiar that's exactly what is going on with me maybe I have this gad maybe I should you know go get it sorted and go get some medication or some help or whatever now luckily gad um depression goes with gad which is you know which is absolutely fine but luckily self-harm and suicide do not pair up normally with gad i can't say it doesn't all the time because i don't know everybody in the world who has this but like I say, from a personal level, I've never had any self-harm or suicidal thoughts, but that's luckily, I'm, I'm lucky not to, to be fair. Um, and I know other, other ones will. Um, so the average age for getting GAD or being diagnosed with GAD is 31 years old, which is my age, but I was diagnosed with it quite a few years ago. Um, and women are twice as likely to get it than men. Now, I don't know if that's something to do with maternal instinct. I really don't know. Um, so how can you help someone with generalised anxiety disorder? It's, it's quite difficult. Um, I think the main thing is just listen. Just let them run off. Um, some people respond better to some ways. Other people respond better to other ways. Um, my wife is quite good at grounding me. Um I say, I've got this, I've got that. And she just looks at me and just goes, oh, shut up, stop, it's a bloody silly. And, you know, and that just shocks me out of anything. Oh, actually, yeah, I'm being a bit of an idiot here, aren't I? And, you know, that works for me. That really does work for me. Um, but may not work for other people. Um, the main point I'm trying to get across on this is uh, we all have anxiety in our lives. I mean, currently at the minute, you've got the war going on with Ukraine and Russia. Um, so, you know, we could all go to atomic dust in about five minutes. Um, COVID's still around. And from news of Red today, it's the um, hospital admissions are going up with it, with the older people and the immunocompromised people. We're all absolutely terrified about stuff like that. And that's, that's normal. That's human nature. But when you're worrying excessively and it just leads on and on and on and on and on, that's, that is a cause for concern where you need to think about maybe speaking to somebody. Um, the, main, the main thing I'm trying to get across is don't leave it. If you feel, if, if, if this podcast has actually spoken to you and you recognise these signs, get, go to your GP. I know it's hard but luckily i must admit i've got a good one but i mean there's no shame in getting antidepressants at all i think about 90 percent of the population over the past three years have started on antidepressants for mostly covid related reasons um i mean i tried all the all the natural remedies i tried ashwagandha i tried cbd oil i tried gummies i've tried all sorts and the only thing which has actually worked is an SSRI antidepressant. That's the only thing that's actually got me into a, a steady state of mind where I can actually challenge what I'm feeling and I can actually go forward with with other things like therapy or exercise. 
I mean, exercise. I mean, I've just come back from an hour and a half session of um, Krav Maga. I mean, people who know me personally know I absolutely love my Krav Maga. And I'm hoping in the future to get an interview with one of the instructors, but we'll see how we go. And I, I didn't want to go. I, I wanted, I was so close to just say, no, I just don't won't turn up. I just won't turn up. That's, that's another part of GAD is that you, you make excuses to leave the house. You make excuses to exert yourself. You make excuses to do, do anything, but, you, you need to do it because if not, you will regret it. And that that is one of the reasons that I had sort of a bit of a breakdown and of subsequent off, off work because I stopped doing my crav. Stopped doing my crav and because I, I just couldn't with work, um, home life, etc., etc. I just couldn't, I just couldn't face it. And that, that contributed doing, you know, that contributed not going and not having that time to myself and obviously others. I mean, there's no better therapy than beating the crap out of someone when it's consensual and, and, you know, punch bags and all that sort of thing, of course. Now, there is quite a few things you can do to help your anxiety disorder and I know it's something which has been hotly debated, but exercise is something. I mean, whether it's taking a dog for a walk or doing a marathon, you know, that, that sort of thing does help. I mean, my, my crab, which has been doing for about four years now, that has helped me massively with my anxiety disorder because I do it and I feel amazing afterwards. And I, I enjoy doing it and you've got to make time for yourself. Um, you know, I like my photography, I like playing photography, I like, you know, I've worked with a, a model who's actually a friend of mine, um, and I'm looking at doing another shoot with her soon. You've you've got to look after yourself because unfortunately nobody else will. So I think I think I've babbled on enough now about generalised anxiety disorder. So thank you everybody for coming. Thank you everybody for listening. Listen to me babble on again. Um, I so really appreciate it. I'm I'm completely open to everybody's comments, whether you think it was amazing, whether you think it was crap, let me know, and let me know how I can make this podcast better. And I, I need ideas, I need ideas for people to talk, what to talk about. Um, domestic abuse is something I'm going to talk about. I've got someone lined up to talk about the menopause, obviously not having an uterus, so I can't really comment on that. Um, you know, there's a lot of things I want to talk about, but I want to know what you guys want to talk about because I mean I'm I'm just going to babble on about it as, to the best of my knowledge and best of my experience but if somebody has something they want to talk about then give me a message I'll quite happily come over we'll do a do an interview type um, and then I'll post it on here so so my Facebook page is if you listen to this you probably already know it is the bearded the Babbling Bearded Biker Podcast. Um, send me a message, send me, give me a couple of comments, whatever. Anybody else has anything they want to say, you know what to do. Thanks, guys.
Thank you everybody for tuning in and listening to me babble on. Your comments are all welcome and I appreciate you listening to me. Look after yourselves.